Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of Shooting Through with Cheryl Ryan from 123 Travel. Located right in the heart of Budrum on the Sunshine Coast in Australia, just minutes away from the beach. As a local resident and owner of 123 Travel, I've been blessed with travelling all over the world to some incredible destinations. So wherever you are, relax and let me take you on a journey. This week we head off for a visit to Laos. I'm Cheryl Ryan and your host this week as we head to the city of Luang Prabang in Laos. Bordered by the Mekong River, the Nam Khan or Khan River, this timeless city of temples is the spiritual centre of Laos. Saffron-clad monks, stunning river views and a royal history fill this city with culture waiting to be explored. I arrived into the small airport just 20 minutes from the city centre. Luang Prabang is filled with lovely boutique hotels and a collection of amazing restaurants to accommodate the highest quality of cuisine to suit all budgets. I checked into a lovely boutique hotel on the outskirts of town and hired myself a push bike to get around on. After a relaxing lunch and a dip in the pool, I headed off to check out the city. The French influence is evident as I pedal, pedal around the town and my first stop is a visit to the Royal Palace. Built in 1904 and was home to the King from 1905 to 1959, no photography or footwear is permitted inside. The rooms are preserved as they were and the collection on display is well worth time spent on a visit here. There is the floating Buddha photography exhibition and the five-piece Royal Palace car collection to see here as well. Perhaps in Laos, no single treasure is more important or historically resonant than the Far Bang, an 83-centimetre tall gold alloy Buddha. It can be found in its own custom-built housing in the southeast corner of the Palace Gardens. The following day, I opted to take a cruise up the Mekon River to visit the Pakal Caves, some 25 kilometres away. Arriving where the Al, the Al River and the Mekong River meet, you will find that two famous caves. The caves are crammed with a myriad of Buddha images. In the lower cave, a very photogenic group of Buddhas can be found with a silhouette backdrop of the Mekong. The upper cave is about a five-minute walk upstairs to inside you have to actually need a torch probably to get down right into the back of the cave. The entrance leads in about 50 metres and uh, so I certainly do recommend taking a torch just so that you can see inside the rock face. Most of the boat operators will take you via the local village which is famous for its whiskey and the narrow alleys surrounding are filled with weavers looms and colourful fabrics and so it's quite easy to spend some time wandering around the village area as well. Along the way, you will see the elephant sanctuary and maybe see the elephants down at the river bathing. On return to the city, I opted to walk back to the hotel via the bamboo footbridge. The southernmost footbridge climbs steps past a great little cafe that serves excellent coffee and has spectacular views over the river. It became a favourite for me to call into on my way back to the hotel each day. The footbridges are taken down over the June to November period when the river is too high and is then rebuilt again each season. 
and as it's privately owned, there is a small charge just to cross, but well worth the pleasure and the time saved by not having to go all the extra kilometres around by road. So the next morning, I was up before dawn, and I headed down to witness the Tuck Butt, the monks calling to arms. Every day at dawn, saffron-clad monks pad barefoot through the streets, whilst pious locals and, and tourists place tiny balls of sticky rice in their begging bowls. It is a very quiet, meditative ceremony, which monks use to demonstrate their vows of poverty and humility, while lay Buddhists gain spiritual merit by the act of giving. Despite large campaigns for the tourists to avoid poking cameras and flashes in the monks' faces, the amateur paparazzi seem incapable of resisting keeping a distance. Silence seems to also be another quality that runs poorly in the tourists as the noise and chatter can be quite irritating at times, I've found. If you wish to participate in the ceremony, as I did, I had my hotel do up a decent rice basket and avoided the cheap market ones consisting of very low-grade rice. Ensure to dress respectively and have the rice in a nice basket for the offering and not in a plastic bag. Place a sash over your left shoulder as a woman kneel with your feet behind you whilst men may stand. The other important thing to remember is not to make eye contact with the monks as they pass. So once the procession is over, there is a little market that will be open and it's a great time to spend just wandering in and out of the laneways, discovering some of the unique produce and sadly some of the wildlife that is eaten locally. After you wander out of the markets, make your way down to the waterfront for breakfast on the Mekon. A wonderful start to any day. If you continue on with your walk, you'll eventually come to the famous monastery of all, the Wat Zong Thong. Here the roof seems to almost sweep to the ground level. There is the stunning tree of life mosaic set on the western exterior wall, so make sure not to miss this as this can easily be done. There is a tiny little chapel that houses the standing Buddha and another French chapel which contains a rare reclining Buddha. As it was still quite early in the day, I opted to grab a taxi out to pay a visit to the Tat Kuang Sea waterfall. I found myself riding in the back of a ute for the next 30 kilometres. The drive was filled with waving locals riding motorbikes with three or four family members on board, chook-filled cages or tourists heading out to the falls for a swim. Either way, it was a fun-filled journey, although my rear end was very relieved upon arrival. On the way into the park, you'll come across the Kuang Sea Rescue Centre for sun bears. I had arranged an appointment with the local guide on duty to spend some time understanding the project and the cruelty that they have been rescued from. The project is ran by Save the Bears, and this amazing facility cares for some 30 to 40 bears that have been rescued from poachers who sell them to horrific bile farms, serving the appetite of the Chinese traditional medicine. The bile farms sadly cage them up, feed them very little, as this helps bile production, and then they insert a drain directly into them to collect the bile. The cruelty and the pain is unimaginable. 
I spent the rest of the day making up food parcels, hiding them in trees and secret spots as treats to be found. I was very excited to find they loved Vegemite and so I was able to slather this on tree trunks and ropes for them to discover as well. At the end of my visit, I took a walk further on down to the falls. The water was tumbling down over many limestone tiers, crystal clear, and swimming pools were filled with tourists enjoying the cool water. Adjoining were people milled around enjoying picnics and enjoying the day. The small adjoining village was filled with plenty of small stalls selling food, souvenirs and general knickknacks. I found my way down to a recommended restaurant that overlooked its own private little waterfall and enjoyed a meal as I reflected on my day that had started at dawn. It would be easy to spend your days in Luang Brabang filled with yoga and wellness programs. Dining is fabulous with so many choices in cuisine and can range from street food to fine dining. There are plenty of spas and massage places offering good quality treatment. Cooking classes abound and there is nearly one on every corner offering some type of cooking class for a variety of dishes. Luang Prabang offers the travellers the opportunity to give something back to the community. There are literacy programs that offer book distribution to the children in the area via donations. There is a recycle centre that takes all donations so that they can be utilised for after-school activities. The local Red Cross takes clothing donations along with blood as well. Seeking out these projects is an important part of travel and I find more and more people wishing to contribute on their inner journeys which warms my heart. It is important for us all to ensure we do our own bit when we travel. We can educate others and we can educate ourselves as well. I hope you've enjoyed this week's journey to Luang Prabang and I hope you'll join me again next week as we travel off to Nepal. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening and remember if you want to support the show then share, subscribe and leave a review or comment. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at 123travelbudrum and on Twitter at 123travelabout. You can also find all my episodes and loads of great travel information on my website at 123travel.com.au. I look forward to having you join me on the next episode of Shooting Through.